What's up, world? I'm Cameron McKinney, and this is Pop Culture Spotlight, a podcast about the movies Cherry and Black Bear. But first, let's talk about the movie Cherry. Here's a quick synopsis. A young man named Cherry goes through a lot of trials and tribulations, including getting his heart broken, going off to war, and getting addicted to drugs. And the result is him entering a life of crime and robbing banks. This was one of the most highly anticipated movies of the year. There was a lot of hype around the film Cherry. This was the movie where Tom Holland was going to show all of us he's a great actor. A lot of people were talking about Holland possibly getting an Oscar nomination. Well, sadly, the movie did not live up to that hype. There are some things I liked about it, but for the most part, I think Cherry is a huge misfire. Now, let's first talk about Tom Holland. I think Tom Holland is good in the movie, but the performance does not live up to the Oscar hype that surrounded the film. And over the past calendar year, Tom Holland has starred in four non-Spider-Man films. Disney Pixar's Onward, The Devil All the Time, which I think is the best of the four, and Holland gives one of the best performances of his career, Chaos Walking and Sherry. Now, Chaos Walking is a film that is in theaters right now that stars Tom Holland, best known for Spider-Man, and Daisy Ridley, who, as you all know, played Ray in the latest Star Wars trilogy. Those are two of the biggest faces of two of the biggest franchises of the last 10 years, and both of them starred in a movie together, and absolutely no one cares about that movie. That movie got bad reviews. Not a lot of people have seen that movie. I know we're in the middle of a global pandemic, but when two big movie stars come together for a movie, it's usually a big deal. No one cares about that movie at all, and no one is really talking about Cherry. They're talking about other movies because it's Oscar season and a lot of people are talking about a lot of movies, but nobody seems to be talking about Cherry. So this is my point on Tom Holland. These four films, nobody is really talking about them. I mean, Onward was nominated for Best Animated Film this year at the Oscars. That's a good one for Tom Holland, but not a lot of people saw Onward. I think a lot more people saw Disney Pixar Soul than they saw Onward. I think those four films have not been massive successes for Tom Holland's career, and I think that was the whole point of him making those four films, was to prove that he can be something other than Spider-Man. And for the most part, I do think he's proved that. But the problem is, I don't feel like wider audiences will accept Tom Holland as anything other than Spider-Man. And he has carried a lot of films. In those four films, he's the lead in all four of those movies. And he's not, he is the lead of the Spider-Man movies, but there's always someone there with him. There's a Robert Downey Jr., there's a Jay Gyllenhaal, there's a Zendaya. In some of these films, like Cherry, he is asked to carry the load. And while he is popular, not a lot of people gave those movie chances because they're not big time Marvel movies. I think Tom Holland is a really good actor, but I don't know on his own if he's a movie star. I think he's a movie star because of Spider-Man, but I have real doubts about him being a movie star after he's done playing Spider-Man. And listen, there's one more big movie coming out next year that could prove me wrong. It's called Uncharted and he's going to star alongside Mark Wahlberg. If that movie is a success, I'll take back everything I just said on this podcast. I think Tom Holland, if that movie is a hit, that could say that Tom Holland can be a star because that's part of being a star is to have two major franchises. 
franchises. Jennifer Lawrence had the Hunger Games and she had X-Men. Chris Pratt has Jurassic World and he has Guardians of the Galaxy. He's a movie star. Tom Holland is trying to get to that level. Chaos Walking did not turn into the franchise he thought it would. Cherry did not become the critical success he thought it would. He needs another huge franchise. I think Uncharted is going to be a huge moment for Tom Holland. I think that's the moment we are going to realize if audience will ever accept Tom Holland as anything other than Spider-Man. Back to my point about him being a good actor. Listen, I don't think Cherry is the best performance of Tom Holland's career. I think his best performance is in the film The Devil All the Time. That's the underrated film of 2020. He's so much better in The Devil All the Time than he is in Cherry. There are moments in Cherry where he's really good, but because the movie is massively flawed, in my opinion, his performance is not great. The Devil All the Time is a really good movie, and Tom Holland gives a really good performance. The other star of this movie that everyone is talking about is Sierra Bravo, who gives a really good performance despite her character not being given an interesting arc. I think it is extremely impressive to give a breakout performance in a not so great movie and that's what she does like it's really hard to stand out in a movie that's not going very well but somehow she gets the job done. She has really good chemistry with Tom Holland. I think you could argue she's better in this movie than he is. Her arc is boring yet she's interesting. If she was given a proper character, I think we would be talking about her as a possible Oscar candidate. I'm definitely interested in where her career goes from here, because in my opinion, Sierra Bravo gives the best performance in Cherry. The directors of Cherry are Joe and Anthony Russo, who have become two of the biggest directors of blockbusters in modern times because of their work on the Marvel films. They directed Captain America and the Winter Soldier, Captain America Civil War, Avengers Infinity War and Endgame, and now their strategy seems to be to work with those same Marvel stars on other projects. They worked with the late great Chadwick Boseman on 21 Bridges. They worked with Chris Hemsworth on Extraction. Now they're working with Tom Holland and Cherry, and they are currently working with Chris Chris Evans on their next film, The Gray Man, which will also co-star Ryan Gosling. I mean, that's a really good strategy because with Marvel, they got to work with some of the best actors on planet Earth, and now they are continuing to work with those actors on other projects. My overall thoughts on the Russo brothers is they are tremendous directors when it comes to the action genre. Captain America and the Winter Soldier is one of the best Marvel films of the past decade. It is a tremendous this film. It is the best film of the Captain America franchise. Civil War is one of my favorite Marvel films, and of course, I like most people, really enjoyed Infinity War and Endgame. And listen, I think they are top-notch blockbuster directors. My issue, and where I lack confidence in them, is when it comes to drama. Like, they're not Steven Spielberg, they're not Martin Scorsese, and they're not Quentin Tarantino. If the film is not action-packed, I don't think the Russos are the right directors, and that's why for Cherry, they were just not the right directors for this film. This isn't the type of movie I want them to direct moving forward. Let me put it to you this way. In those Marvel movies, you can get away with a flimsy 
plot because it's action packed and it's a spectacle. But in a movie like Cherry, that's all about the plot and it's not action packed. I think you need a different type of storyteller. And Cherry definitely could have used different types of directors. But absolutely sign me up for their next film, The Gray Man, which they are also hoping that turns into a franchise. I mean, these guys have had tremendous amounts of success. The Gray Man will star Ryan Gosling along with Chris Evans. Ana de Armas is going to be in that movie. And Extraction, their film with Chris Hemsworth, is also probably going to get a sequel. They are great at making those action-packed blockbusters. Just stick to that because Cherry, I think, is a misfire for them as directors. Here are my main issues with Cherry as a movie. First off, I have this issue with a lot of movies that I don't like. This movie lacks a consistent tone. Sometimes it's funny and ridiculous, and at other times it takes itself ridiculously way too seriously. And another issue I have is the movie is trying to be three different kinds of movies. It's a love story. It's a war film. It's a crime movie. They should have picked one of those genres and stuck to it because it's way too many things. This movie did not deserve to be two hours and 20 minutes long because it didn't know what it wanted to be. I'm I'm okay with watching a movie for two and a half hours. If that movie knows what it is, Cherry as a film doesn't know what it wants to be, doesn't know what it's about, and doesn't know where it's headed. It doesn't deserve to be two hours and 20 minutes because it doesn't know what it is as a movie. And probably my biggest issue with this movie is it has nothing to say about what the protagonist, Tom Holland's character, Cherry, is going through. He has PTSD. He's gone through war. He's in love with this girl, but he doesn't think he's good enough. This movie doesn't have anything new or interesting to say about these topics. If you've seen other movies about PTSD, they have so much more to offer. Cherry is just like, here's this chaotic guy, and here's a chaotic movie about him. This movie doesn't have anything to say about what Cherry is going through as a human being. It's just going through the motion of being a movie. And when you make a movie about these types of topics, I think you should have something to say about these topics. And Cherry just doesn't do that at all. It just says, here's the plot. He gets through it at some point. But how does the movie feel about these issues? I have absolutely no idea. And when you watch a movie delve into these issues, they should have a firm opinion about them. And Cherry lacks that. I don't know if the movie is trying to tell me that Cherry is a good person who went through some bad circumstances. I have no idea how the movie or the filmmakers feel about the human being that Tom Holland plays in this movie. I have absolutely no idea. And that's one of the biggest issues with Cherry is I don't know what the movie is about. I know who it's about, but I don't know what it's about. I don't know the point of the movie Cherry. Now let's switch gears and talk about the movie Black Bear. Here's a quick synopsis. Gabe is a filmmaker who will stop at nothing to make the perfect film, even at the expense of his own wife, Allison, an actress in the film. This movie is crazy wild. It's one of those weird indie films. It stars Aubrey Plaza and Christopher Abbott, two of my favorite actors working today. So I was definitely interested to see this movie. And this movie, unlike Cherry, lived up to my expectations. And one of the biggest reasons why is because of Aubrey Plaza, who gives her best performance in a film to date. She's really funny at times, but also does 
does incredible dramatic work in this film. And this year has been a huge one for Plaza with this film and Happiest Season. Her scene-stealing performance got her some critical acclaim and she is becoming more and more well-known as a film actress. We all know her from Parks and Recreation, but I think she's really good in movies and people are finally starting to pay attention to that. This is also the first time where Plaza is the biggest name in a movie and is asked to carry the film. In other movies, she's either supporting, like in Funny People and Scott Pilgrim vs. The World, or she's a co-lead with other big names, like in Life After Beth with Dane DeHaan, The Little Hours with Alison Brie and Dave Franco, and Ingrid Goes West with Elizabeth Olsen, and she's more than up for the task. After watching this film, you feel like the best of Aubrey Plaza is yet to come, and part of that is because as a performer, she seems fearless, especially with projects like Black Bear and the FX series Legion. She's proving she's way more than just April from Parks and Recreation. I mean, have you seen Legion? Not enough people have seen the FX show Legion with her and Dan Stevens. Aubrey Plaza is incredible in that TV show that not enough people have watched, or if they didn't, it makes absolutely zero sense why she doesn't have an Emmy Award right now. I think she's one of the best actresses working today who's never been rewarded for her acting performances. She doesn't have an Emmy. She's never been nominated for an Oscar. I think her time is coming. I think in the next five years or so, Aubrey Plaza is either going to win an Emmy for an unbelievable television performance or get nominated for an Oscar. And I think there's a chance that both of those things could happen. Plaza's next film is the Guy Ritchie thriller Five Eyes with Jason Statham, Hugh Grant, and Josh Harnett. I mean, I can't imagine Aubrey Plaza in a Guy Ritchie film. Give me that movie immediately. I'm not the biggest Jason Statham fan, but I do really like his work with Guy Ritchie. The other star of Black Bear is Christopher Abbott, who, in my opinion, has become the best actor that not enough people have heard of. He's given unbelievable performances in movies like Hello, I Must Be Going, It Comes at Night, and James White, and in the miniseries Catch-22. And in 2020, he had a great year with this film and the sci-fi horror film Possessor, which I talked about on a previous podcast. The fascinating thing about Abbott is, it seems like he does not want to be the boring lead of a big-time studio film. You can see it in his choices. He mostly makes indies. The only big movie he's ever appeared in is in Damien Chazelle's First Man in a supporting role. It feels like he is fighting stardom in a way since he quit the hit HBO show Girls. He wants to make interesting movies, and he doesn't care if they are popular. And for that alone, I'm a huge fan of this guy. Upcoming films for Abbott include Gerard Carmichael's directorial debut on The Count of Three, co-starring Carmichael with Tiffany Haddish and J.B. Smoove, and The Forgiven with Ray Fiennes and Jessica Chastain. And he also has another film out right now called The World to Come with Vanessa Kirby, Catherine Watterson, and Casey Affleck. If you don't know the name Christopher Abbott, I think you will in the not-too-distant future. Like, even though he's fighting movie stardom, I think he's somewhat destined for it. What I really enjoyed about Black Bear is that the movie has a lot to say about the making of movies and the people who make them and how we as a society reward these directors who sometimes manipulate people and we call them geniuses for it. And it also shows how artists will do anything for their art even if they hurt the people they love. Like the Christopher 
Christopher Abbott character in this movie does not know he's being horrible to Allison. He just thinks that's how you make a movie. You do anything and everything to make your movie perfect. He doesn't view himself as a bad guy. It's also just so great to see two electric performers in the same movie. I mean, Christopher Abbott and Aubrey Plaza, that's what I like about movies. You're a fan of an actor. I'm a fan of Christopher Abbott. I'm a fan of Aubrey Plaza. So to get to see them do a movie together, that's the biggest reason I wanted to check Black Bear out because I'm a huge fan of both of Abbott and Plaza and I both think that they make unpredictable choices. They're both super intense actors. I know Aubrey Plaza is only viewed as a comedic actress. I think that's the wrong way you're viewing her. I think she can be extreme in both ways. She can be extremely dramatic and extremely funny. And the same thing can go for Christopher Abbott. I think the people that do know him think of him as super intense. I think he can be funny at times. He's funny on the HBO show, girls. I think the best thing about both of them as performers is that they are unpredictable. And because both of them were in this movie, they gave unpredictable performances and the movie became unpredictable. I didn't know how this movie was going to end. I didn't know where this movie was going. And that's because of them as actors. So to see them in a movie together, I just think that's super exciting. And it's probably the best selling point for Black Bear is that both of these people are in this movie. I hope this film helps put both of them on the map. Like, I think a lot of people do know who Aubrey Plaza is. I think she's quite popular. But they think of her and they think of the show Parks and Recreation. And I think since that show ended, she's done some of her best work. I think overall her best work has happened after that show. Again, the FX show Legion, she's incredible. And Happiest Season, she steals the movie. She's the one character everyone agrees with that they root for at the end of that movie. She is an incredible actress and I think she's one of the best actresses working today. I don't just think she's a comedic actress. I also think she's an incredible dramatic actress. And for Abbott, I just hope that one of these indies that he works in becomes super mainstream. Like a lot of people talked about Possessor. A lot of people talked about James White. But he has not got the recognition he deserves. I think Catch-22 was seen by a lot of people because that miniseries was directed and co-created by George Clooney. I think this guy is going to become a movie star whether he wants to or not. Another thing I really enjoyed about this movie is that this movie has a crazy twist. Like, the beginning is not exactly what it seems, and by the moment it gets to that twist, it works super effectively. Like, I hate a movie where the twist is the entire movie. Like, they get to that twist, and then the movie takes a huge dip. I think Black Bear is one of those films that gets to the twist and gets even better once you realize what the twist is. It gets even better. Like some of these films that have twists that are directed by filmmakers like M. Night Shyamalan are all about the twist and then they have nothing to say after that. I think Black Bear is one of those rare films that has a lot to say after the twist happens. It's an incredible film. It's well acted. I really enjoyed the look of the film. It has an interesting plot. It has a lot to say about the filmmaking process. If you like the making of movies, then I definitely recommend you check out the film Black Bear. 
Thanks for listening to this edition of Pop Culture Spotlight. I'm Cameron McKinney, and there'll be a new episode of the podcast every Thursday on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. And this week, I put the spotlight on the movies Cherry and Black Bear. Next week, I'm putting the spotlight on the career of actor Oscar Isaac and the films Another Round, starring Mads Mikkelsen, and Words on Bathroom Wall, starring Charlie Plummer and Taylor Russell. So tune into that, and please rate, review, and subscribe. 